Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. This is a bonus episode because we do not normally record uh, in the middle of the week on a Friday, but I had an opportunity to have someone very special on the show. I couldn't pass it up. Our special guest for today is Frank Fleming. You may know him as Frank the Tank of Barstool Sports and host of the Allow Me to Be Frank podcast. What many may not know is Frank is a bona fide diehard Nets fan. So I figured if he's a diehard, he's got to come on Fireside Nets. Frank, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, still, uh, I got my new couch, my new chair today. I'm sitting in it right now. Is it comfortable? Yes. That's good to hear. Frank recently moved into an apartment. Uh, my guest co-host, Big Sal, is also on the show today. He's replacing Nikki. But uh, I will start with this. You know, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. So how was yours, Frank? Thanksgiving was terrific. I uh, made that turkey and all the uh, nice. all the uh, accompaniments in my uh, new there... apartment. Oh, you had it at the new apartment? Yep. Interesting. Okay. First Thanksgiving there. All right. Um, are there any sort of turkey day takes that you want to get off your chest that might not be popular or something that you think should be different on Thanksgiving? Well, uh it kind of sucks that we get to watch the Detroit Lions every year. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, they they rarely put good teams on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure why that is. I think Americans have just fallen in love with the fact that we watch a mediocre football team every single year on the same day. And for some reason, the NFL thinks that's good, and us as Americans have just accepted that. So I'm not I'm not I really mean, sure why that is. I mean, that was about as bad as uh, the matchup as you can get. Three and seven, oh one. Oh nine and one. Yep, two of the worst starting quarterbacks uh, in the in the league, I would think, in, in Goff and and Andy Dalton out there, the red the red rifle. Rowan, Jared uh, Goof. Jared Goof. I like that. Well, uh, you know, what they say that Thanksgiving for three things: food, family, and remembering the lines exist. Yeah, that that actually go. is accurate. Yeah, I would say if there's anything else, is there anything I'm I'm missing? Food, family, the lions. No, you pretty much covered all the bases. Uh, top three Thanksgiving dishes. Top three, I would go stuffing, the turkey itself, um, and uh, hmm. I'm going to go 3A is going to be the, uh, the candy yams and the mashed potatoes, 3A, 3B. Is that the one with the marshmallows on top? Yes. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite. Okay. All right. We covered Thanksgiving. Now it's time to get into some Nets basketball. So I want to start asking a little bit about your fandom. How long have you been a fan of the Nets and what led you to root for them? I've been a fan of the Nets more or less 25 years. Okay. And was that just the Jersey thing or, or something? You know, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's fair. I, I like that, by the way. The fact that you grew up in a state and no matter what, you just rooted for the teams in that state. I think there's something noble about that that not enough people appreciate or respect these days. Yeah. Um, yeah you have your natural things. Uh, basketball and football are probably the two sports that's easiest to root for teams out of market. Because of how uh, much coverage the out-of-market teams get. Uh, I was a Celtics fan during the Larry Bird era. Okay. I briefly was a Phoenix Suns fan uh, early 90s when uh, Charles Barkley and Danny Ainge were there. Sir Charles. Yeah. Uh, 
Charles Barkley left Phoenix, uh, getting Ainge retired. So I was thinking, well, who could I root for? Nets made some, uh, look like they're making some strides. So I actually decided to become a Nets fan. Was that the uh, Kenny Anderson, Derek Coleman era? Just after. Just after. Okay. All right. So that this was yeah. this was Curry Kittles and Keith Van Horn coming on board era. I mean, same here. That, that's when I fell in love with him. I was a nine-year-old kid when, when Kid came to the squad. So what do you remember most about those early 2000 Nets teams that had so much success in, let's face it, a weaker Eastern Conference? That uh... – they, they got the doors blown off in, two, in 2002, but 2003, they were a little more competitive against the Spurs. Uh, Jason Kidd was everything. He should have won at least one MVP. Uh, Kerry Kittles was uh, underappreciated. Kenya Martin was the tough guy, the grinder. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with you on the kid should have won an MVP front. I, I don't think that there's any player in NBA history that could take that roster as far as he did two years in a row. I mean, there was not another Hall of Fame talent on either of those teams. I don't even, you know, if Kenyon Martin was an all-star for a year or two, he was a borderline all-star. He was an undersized power forward. I mean, he was great, don't get me wrong, but there's nobody else not named Jason Kidd. Don't tell me Steve Nash, don't tell me Chris Paul, that could have took that roster of guys who had a lot of average NBA players to two straight championships. Yeah, uh, the East was pretty much uh, jacked up at that point, but that is impressive that they got to two Eastern, two uh, NBA finals. It is, and you know what? That's two more than the Knicks, but we're not going <laughs> to get into that franchise right now. We'll talk about them a little later. Uh, okay, nice little trip down memory lane. Is there any additional history that you have on the Nets you think that these young bucks should know about? Well, of course, they got to know the ABA years. Two ABA championships. Two of the last three ABA championships. The fact that uh, to join the NBA, the, Nick, the Nets pretty much had to give up Dr. J to the Sixers, who were trying to claim uh, territorial rights when they moved to New Jersey. I mean, it's things like that that are the Nets' legacy. Where did they play? This is a trivia question. Where did the Nets play in Bergen County back in, I want to say, the 60s or the 70s? Scenic Armory. Yes, answer is correct. Okay, there we go. They were the New Jersey Americans their first season. The New Jersey Americans. Okay, that's what I was looking for. You can ask Frank any trivia question, really, about any sport, and he's not going to get it wrong. Am I right, well, Frank? Like, you're, you're yeah, pretty I'm good very at good at it. That's pretty much the only <laughs> trivia question I have right now. So if anything pops up, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I ask. Um, all right, let's get to this current team. The Nets sit atop the Eastern Conference at 14-5, and five, despite a slow start from James Harden. And our third superstar not playing almost 20 games into the season. Frank, are you surprised by their current record? I'm surprised by their current record. I mean, it's a good record, but they still haven't truly just they don't look like a championship team to me yet. Yeah, I, I think uh, you'd be hard pressed to find people who disagree with you on that. I mean, they got their, door, their doors blown off by the Warriors, who now all of a sudden look like that team that was a dynasty again. That was one of the worst losses, I think, um, just based on the hype around that game. I mean, the Nets were coming off a six-game road stand, their first game at home. You know, as great as the Warriors are, I would like to think that the Nets have two out of the best three players on the court, right? Because after Curry, you could say it's it's Curry and Durant are tied, and then that next guy would be Harden. After Harden, I don't know. You can put Andrew Wiggins in there, Draymond Green, whatever. But Jordan, I was Jordan just, Poole. Jordan Poole's probably – the third really best good. guy or fourth? Eh, I, better than Harden? 
No, I'm not saying he's better than Harden, but I'm saying he's oh, probably saying... the second best player on the Warriors. And I mean, okay. Harden right. right now is not the same Harden, although he's been playing better. I get that. I get that. But that was definitely disappointing. Uh, you know, someone who can definitely help this Nets team this year, he just hasn't been available, is Kyrie Irving. So, Frank, do you miss Kyrie Irving? And do you have any love left for our, I guess, former shooting guard at this point? I, I just don't know about him. I mean, he looks like he needs a tinfoil hat when he's uh, the way he acts. I mean, uh, it's the, the earth is flat. Uh, they're putting uh, secret uh, chips in people with the, with the vaccine. I mean, I mean, he's off the reservation. I, I would love nothing more for him to return and play for this team. I'm just not sure if I see it. Do you think that he returns at any point this season? Nope. I think uh, I think yeah, I think he just wants to try to find any excuse he can't to not play. Okay. And do you think that they can win a ring without him? I don't know. I really don't. All right. Yeah. I, I guess I uh, I would like to think they can. And the reason I say that is because I love what Sean Marks is able to do. Uh, usually before the trade deadline last year, he added LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Um, whether that was in the buyout market or, or through trades, obviously the trade with Harden was huge. But then when the buyout market came, he got Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, I think that he is one of the best general managers in the NBA. And I think that he'll do what he needs to do to sort of replace Kyrie Irving's uh, production. In, in I mean, ways. I don't, yeah. I just don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving. I mean, are these ma- are these vaccine mandates going to expire eventually? I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like he did under no circumstances he's going to get the vaccine. It, it would appear that way. And, and Frank, this is a Jersey guy. I mean, this is our this is our tie from the Brooklyn Nets to the New Jersey Nets. I mean, I just don't understand him. I don't understand his whole mind process. If if uh, you're Sean Marks and Daryl Morey came up to you right now and he said he would trade Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving, would you do it? You'd have to seriously consider it. Okay. Do you think that the media grades the Nets unfairly as though anything that isn't perfection on their end will be criticized because this team's 14 and 5? I understand, you know, you and I both think they don't look like a championship contender right now. But the way that they're discussed in the media, I, I just feel, especially with the Nets media, I feel like it's either perfection or they're just they they don't view them as an elite <laughs> team. What do you think? Who cares what the media thinks? Actually, that's the right answer, Frank. That's the answer I was looking for. Thank you. Fuck the media. All right. What do we think of Coach Steve Nash? Do we like him? It looks like he's starting to grow into the role. Last year, it felt like he was uh, learning as the season went along. Yeah, yeah, I, the not calling timeouts after large opponent runs definitely was uh, was troubling to say the least, but I think he's getting better at that. He's getting better at, you know, not sticking to rotations that don't work. We've been seeing uh, the LSU rookie Cam Thomas playing a little bit these last few games. Have, have, you, have you been able to watch him? What do you think of Cam Thomas? Haven't gotten to see much of Cam Thomas. I'll tell you this, Frank, he is a – ticking bomb ready to explode and i mean that in a good way this is a guy who could score 20 on any night given the opportunity in in two back-to-back games after not really playing he had 11 points and 13 points he is a bona fide bucket getter is he Kyrie Irving? absolutely not 
but is he someone that the Nets can rely upon if KD's out, if Harden's not playing well, if Patty Mills or Aldridge are cold? He is another guy who can put the ball in the basket and, and create his own shot. So uh, when you get around to watching him, you're going to hear, you're going to remember what Spencer told you, and you're going to really like his game. Um, is Kevin Durant already the greatest player to ever put on a Nets uniform? Uh, other than Dr. J? I guess so, yeah. Mm, maybe, maybe. All right, we're going to give KD a maybe. I, I think he probably needs to win a ring with the Nets before you put him over Dr. J, right? Yep, and uh, to even put him over Jason Kidd. Yeah, I would I would put him over Jason Kidd, too. Um, and how happy does it make you watching him play basketball for a team that you root for? I mean, I know you're a, you're a Mets fan. You know, you're a Devils fan. You don't get a lot of wins, Frank, regarding the teams that you root for. But the Nets – And he's a Dolphins fan. <laughs> and the Dolphins have been just playing miserable the last 20 years. They have since the Marino years. But But just how amazing is it that a team that you root for – is able to employ one of the best players in that respective sport. Uh, it's it's different. It really is different. Uh, you know, uh, and the, the super teams usually they uh, end up on the other t- on the other side. The Knicks thought they were going to get the super team, but no, they went to the Nets, and that's kind of funny. Are you telling me that Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, and Kemba Walker isn't a super team? I I don't <laughs> believe you, Frank. All right, this is I got this is just a, a, a pick your poison. But James Harden or Jason Kidd in their primes. Uh, Jason Kidd. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that because Harden never went to a championship. You know, I've been watching, uh, obviously, the Nets these last few games, and a player that's really struggled is Blake Griffin. Do you think that there's any chance and, – and, by the way, he lost his starting spot to LaMarcus Aldridge the last game uh, against the Celtics, and that was actually the most complete the Nets have looked in any of their 14 victories all season is the game that they started LaMarcus over Blake. So do you think that his time as a Net – is is coming to an end, or do you think that he has a chance to rebound? I think that they just got to put him in the right role. He shouldn't be playing every day. He shouldn't be. Uh, he should be uh, averaging fifteen to twenty minutes at most, and just playing like a bench role. Yeah, I, I think what he does for this team, which is you know he's a tough player. He he draws charges. He's the leader of the blue collar boys club uh, alongside Patty Mills. I think those things he can still do coming off the bench in like the seventh or eighth man role. But when you start him and he's a guy who can't really hit a three pointer at all right now, if you guys want to look up his percentages after this podcast, they are very low. I think he's hit like two or three threes in in maybe 15 games. It's just abysmal how bad he's been from, from three point range. Um, If he can come off the bench and, and like you said, give the nets 10 to 15 minutes a game, draw a few charges, energize the crowd, I think he would be much better suited for that role. Absolutely. And uh, he could be a good energy guy, tough guy, guy on the boards. And like I said, the the, uh, the, the, the few minutes he plays, I think the better he plays. So on the flip side of that, how impressed have you been with the newcomers? Well, sort of, in Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is, uh, I mean, he had the heart issue last year, but this year he's come back and he looks strong. Patty Mills is having a good season so far. I mean, the Nets have the pieces. I mean, the only thing is, is what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving? That's the biggest question there is. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you. And if nothing happens, you're going to see Sean Marks, you know, utilize some of these young players he has on this roster. I don't know if you're going to get a James Harden return like you did last year, but you have a tradable piece like Nick Claxton. 
Uh, Dayron Sharp is, is another rookie that you might not necessarily need. Um, so we'll see. And, and Cam Thomas, if Cam Thomas is able to put on, you never know with Sean Marks. He might try to move him for a more established player. Uh, all right, moving forward, I wanted to just know how you feel about the Knicks and their fan base. Do you hate them? Are you indifferent? What are your feelings? The thing yeah. I hate about the Knicks is their owner is a jerk. A first-class jerk. The Knicks have been beaten down a lot the last 25 years, so there's not much fan base of arrogance and the hyperbole from them right now. I mean, they're kind of a dormant franchise. Yeah, I would I would have to agree with you on that. And uh, follow up to that, who do you hate more, the Knicks or the Celtics? I hate the Knicks more. I actually was a Celtic fan at one time, and I saw a little right. soft spot for the Celtics. I went to school in uh, Massachusetts for four years, and I I couldn't deal with it. It was actually right at the time where the Nets acquired Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Oof. So that's when I so all my friends Oof. were going, "Oh, yeah, you guys are going to be great. You're probably going to beat LeBron and D Wade." And that didn't happen. And then, of course, once we we sucked, uh, my Boston friends let me have it. And uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you this, Frank. In the last five or six years, I would have to give the Nets the edge over the Celtics. Was that the worst trade of all time? There's been worse trades. I mean, that was the most – that was the – let me put it this way. The uh, Cavaliers gave up a first-round draft pick to the Lakers like three years down the road. For a guy that I don't even know who they gave, who they got, and that ended up being number one overall pick for James uh, James Worthy, and uh, Hot Rod Hundley was traded to the New Orleans Jazz for the 1979 draft pick. That ended up being Magic Johnson. Oof! Wow. Okay. Right. And that gives uh, us some perspective. As all you basketball historians know, Magic Johnson had a slightly better career than Hot Rod Hundley. How about Hundley actually had a good career? I'm, I'm not. I'm sure he did, but he's not Magic Johnson. And when the Jazz got him, he was at the the, uh, the back end of his career. Okay, interesting. You think about how history would have unfolded if the Jazz kept that pick, and and Magic Johnson was never a Laker. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to some North Jersey talk and Big Sal. I know you're a fan of Jersey, so if you have any questions for Frank after I'm done, please jump in. We're gonna start. With the best hot dog in New Jersey, if I'm saying, Frank, I'm looking to get a hot dog. I've never been to Jersey before. Where are you sending me? Rutz Hut. Rutz Hut in Clifton, New Jersey. Yes. Over Hiram's. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I love Rutz Hut. Um, Okay. Same question, but for pizza. Uh, Calabria's in Livingston. Calabria's in Livingston. Okay. Uh, You know, it's funny. I used to go to, um, what's the, a Milburn Deli. Is that in Livingston or that's in Milburn? That's in Milburn. Okay. But a friend of mine from Livingston, that's his favorite deli. So then I've never been to Calabria in Livingston. If I'm going to go there, what pizza should I order? They have just one honey that's got like a, the one pizza that has hot honey and uh, pepperoni. Hot honey and pepperoni. That sounds pretty good. What is something that Northern Jersey has that New York or New York City doesn't? Uh, well, we have the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. They stole it from us. Those belong to New Jersey. Uh, what do we have? We have... We have uh, space, a little bit of space. I mean, it's not much space. I mean, there's no space in Jersey City or Hoboken. But, you know, go to Belleville and all these other towns. There's a little bit of space, a little bit of breeding room. I would say we have character and class. Those are the the differences between us and the people from New York. But that's just me. I'm a a simple man with with simple opinions. Um, All right. What is the most overrated restaurant or eatery in North Jersey? 
most overrated restaurant or eatery in New Jersey? Hmm. What's something people love that you're just like, I don't get it. Why do you guys spend your money here? I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Uh, if I had to answer, I would say everybody has a bagel place that they swear by. But there are a lot of bagel places in New Jersey that suck. And I'll tell you this. I grew up in River Edge, New Jersey. Hot bagels on Midland Ave. 21 years I had that bagel. Uh, recently, I moved 10 minutes away. And I've been trying to find a bagel spot around Englewood, uh, Ridgefield Park, Fort Lee, Cliffside Park, all these different towns. And I haven't found one good bagel spot. Not one. So when people swear by you know their spot, just know they're probably bullshitting you. There's only a few good bagel spots in North Jersey. They're not all good. That's I don't know if that's overrated, but that's something I would say. Um, I will ask you this, Frank. What is your favorite park in North Jersey? Uh, Branchbrook Park. Where is that? What town? Uh, it's on the border of uh, North and Belleville. That's where the cherry blossoms are. You know where uh, Vanson Park is in Paramus? No. Uh, I grew up like right down the street from it. There's a zoo there. Uh, they got a baseball field. They have a pond. And they have a soccer field and they have a huge playground. And the Ted's North Deli, which is famous for their seasoned fries and, and great sandwiches, local local eatery, it's right on the end of Vanson Park. So if Ooh, you ever nice, want to check out nice. a good park, Vanson Park. Uh, Big Sal, do you have any questions for Frank? What town did you grow up in, Frank? Well, I lived in Newark until I was 10. Then I moved to Bloomfield. I lived in Belleville since 2008. I still live in Belleville. I just moved from one end of Belleville to another. There's a pizza place in Belleville that I've been wanting to try. Um, it's like a bar pizza place. Uh, it's called Bricks. Any good? Uh, it's not too bad, actually. Okay, just so you know, Frank, I have a list of about uh, 300 to 400 pizza places, restaurants in Jersey. Uh, some of them I've tried. Some of them I haven't. But I always go down this list every weekend, and I say, where do I want to go this weekend? So if you ever have any suggestions, you know, in the Belleville, Newark, area please let me know uh i've probably been to more restaurants than you can think of in like two minutes it's insane i have i have a, a problem and a hobby i call it a probie and by the way frank i heard you say you you absolutely love the list i can send that to you after the show not a problem um my final my final question is did you have fun on the pod yes all right. I love it. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this bonus episode of Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick brought to you by Empire Sports Media. Big Sal, thank you for replacing Nick for one episode. We thank Frank Fleming of Barstool Sports for coming on. You can follow Frank on Twitter at NJTank99 or listen to his podcast, Allow Me to Be Frank. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I'll catch you again later. Uh, uh, Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Catch you on the fireside.